Welcome to the day four tournament in a tea break. It's Roz Satar and Chris Otto. And we are back home after a late night surge on Uber. You want to know why? Because of one Mr. Murray uh, and one Mr. Herbert or Merbert, as I decided to call them. Yeah. And he's playing at Wimbledon. Who would have thunk it? A few you know, well, ago? I, I've got to admit, I, th- yeah, I did. I did fear when they lost the first set, and then they came back quite well and won, and they put them as predicted on court number one. Um, but there was a lot more stuff to talk about today. So let's dial in. What are we going to hit first? Um, well, how about Angelique Kerber? Because I just heard you utter that name and. This will be our last chance to talk about her for the fortnight. The defending champion, Angelique Kerber, who we thought, you know, had a pretty good shot to make a deep run here again and possibly, you know, at least threaten to defend that title. She's gone, down and out, lost to Lauren Davis today after winning the first set. And Davis just hit her with a barrage of winners, 45 in total, and I think Kerber managed 13-0. That's not out of the ordinary for Kerber to have a player hit more winners there. But I'm thinking, how did Lauren Davis get 45 winners past Angelique Kerber? I watched a little bit. So I watched in the first set, and I think Lauren Davis went up a break, and then Kerber fought back. And I thought, when she fought back, and she took the first set quite comfortably, I thought, okay, not business as usual. Maybe a bit nervous, a little bit edgy, but okay, that's fine. And then the next time I checked in on the match, it was like, matches pointers. Yeah, <laughs> totally got Davis. away from her. It was just like, okay. Three of the final 15 games against a player who looked to be injured was kind of mummified on the legs, tape all over the shoulder. Davis, of course, is a player that, as I was telling you earlier, had to save a match point in the first round of qualies, then lost in qualies, got a lucker, lucky loser in... Am I tired? Lucker loser? A lucker um, loser. Got a, got a lucky loser into the tournament and is now into the third round at a slam, or at Wimbledon for the second time. This is as far as she's ever been. And if you, so who did she have next if then? If you check her draw, you you could say, is there any chance that Lauren Davis gets past Carla Suarez-Navarro? I don't see why not. I'd say Suarez-Navarro is the favorite there, but a great opportunity for her to make the second week. For sure, for sure. Um, and we know what Lauren Davis is capable of. I mean, for me, I just think back to that epic match with Simona Halep, mm. where, like, I mean, I think after that, her toenails are falling off for, for days afterwards. It was, you know... And that and that was the that was the match that we all thought. Uh, so that was the that was the year that we all thought it was Simona's for the taking. So this was twenty seventeen. We all thought it was Simona's for the taking. That this was going to be her slam, and that she came through all this stuff. She'd rolled her ankle in the first round. She beat Jeannie Bouchard literally on one leg. Um, you know, she came through this epic match. Uh, but as soon as I saw Davis in the draw, I thought, yeah, Angie, you're in trouble, girl. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, she's gone. She said that she had no energy. And somebody said, well, wait, you won the first set. And she said, yeah, but I felt I was, she was never pushing felt myself. It she never, yeah, she never felt it. She said, she said that she felt that she was pushing herself all the time. And that, you know, she never really got comfortable with her rhythm. And I think that's what Davis does. She takes away your rhythm. She takes away the rug from under your under your feet and that's exactly what she did with with Kerber she you know you you hear Kerber say the same things over again but you know she was she was pretty, <laughs> you do but she was pretty she was pretty like front up because she was like, I was trying to find my game from the whole match actually 
Um, and she like, okay. Can I give you a funny story about, about yeah, Kerber? We all know, I love Anjali Kerber. I just think she's really, keeps it really buttoned up and pressed, and that's fine, that's her prerogative. But a German journalist next to me, his name is Pino, said, oh, she doesn't give you anything in press. She's like, I could take a press from five years ago and use it for the same so quotes. So she's, she's the same with the Germans then. Yes, and I asked him, did you get anything in German? Nothing. Anyway, tough day for her. She's looking forward to the next, you know, you never count Anjali Kerber out. She could return and win the U.S. Open. She's that kind of a player. Mm. Gets hot, can be the best in the world. And I think, in fairness to her, she did seem a lot more comfortable this time around as a defending champion in terms of all the kerfuffle that goes around the outside uh in the past she felt obliged the first time she was doing something to to say yes to everything then she went bombed out of the australian open then she felt right. that um then with the u.s open she was slightly better still didn't quite make it and here she's been like kind of you know what i'm i'm just going to focus on me and the, everything starts from zero unfortunately um you've gone from zero or from hero to zero so she's she, so she's now i would say if we count vekic as well she's now the third casualty in that quarter of the doom uh so we lost gabinia Muguruza, we lost donna vekic um and now we've lost kerber so Sharapova. Sharapova, yes, you're I mean, absolutely right. We were even flirting her. with talking about Kuznetsov and Stozer as former Grand Slam champions, though we knew they weren't yeah. going to threaten it all. But pretty much the draw, the de- the quarter of death is is now not very potent at all. In it's, fact, it's it looks... like the, the quarter of a slight graze on the arm. And we should talk about <laughs> the fact that Serena Williams advanced, but she did not look very good in doing so. So it really, right now, looks like Ash Barty's quarter. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, I watched a little bit of Serena's first hot first set and thought, oh my God, you really do need matches. But then she sort of got the measure of um, Juvan and and started to play a lot better. Um, and it was interesting in press because people were saying, now now that you've had this like little bit of a stumble, are you going to ditch Andy? And she's like, no, no. Actually, I think it's really important that I play because that gives us matches. So yeah. um, you know, so she's she's pretty. Um, but it, it's intriguing because it opens it up nicely for her for 24. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think you're right. I think you make a good point that in this case, playing mix might actually help her because she was rusty today. I thought she looked good in her first match. It was was quick around the court and seemed pretty energetic and seemed like maybe fit. I said maybe she is much more fit than we saw her at Roland Garros. But then today, I, she took a step back. And even when she started to pull away in the third set from Yvonne, who, by the way, is a very crafty and creative player that I enjoyed very much, Serena took a 5-2 lead. You think, okay, she'll, get, she'll put this match away. Uh, and then she dropped two games in a row. It was broken. And actually... You know, she's, she served with authority in the final game to close it out, but it's, it just never felt calm and easy for Serena. She, she needs to get better. And she, and she knows that. And I think, um, I think now she's going to go into those mixed doubles very much in the mind of we need, to, we need to do well, we need to win, we need to have fun, but we need to win because I need more matches if I'm going to get this. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's shaping, I think it's opening up nicely for her. Um, but... You think that she's going to have a problem with Yulia Gerges? I do. I mean, I think Gerges is going to face her for the second consecutive year mm-hmm. at Wimbledon. She did not play very well when they met in the semis last year. I think she was off the mark and made a lot of unforced errors in that match. But 
if she is on the mark, we know what kind of power she possesses, and we know that Serena will have difficulty, you know, getting to a lot of hard hit balls by Gerges. So it's up to Gerges to execute. But I think she could definitely ruffle the feathers hey, of Serena. Gerges made it to the final of Birmingham, where she lost to um, her good friend Barty. So she's in form. She's in. She's got some good grass time under her feet. I think she's going to be a danger. One of many third rounders to watch. Both sides of the draw. I mean. Shall we, shall we run down a few of these before yeah, we maybe move in? I mean, you, you know, I'll go first. Sloan Stevens, Johanna Conta is a match that's going to yeah. be great. Absolutely. I mean, um, Conta seems to have the measure of, um, of Stevens. Uh, I don't know why when they match up because they thought they've got quite. Um, I think Stevens has got maybe a lot more versatility around the court than maybe Joe does, you know. Stevens is a very athletic player yeah. and will happily run around the court all day long. But um, but Joe seems to have been able to flummox her, I think because she can take the ball very, very quickly, takes time away from Stevens and stops her from from exploiting where she wants to put the ball. And she's she's been very effective against her, but I think that's going to be a great quarter to look at. I can't wait for Burton's and Stritzover. That's going to be all kinds of drama. Mm, that could be fun. Yeah, Burton's barely squeaked by Taylor Townsend today, but nevertheless, she got it done. So nice to see her. I mean trying to shake off the bad vibes from Roland Garros. Yeah, um, and then um, Petra Gavitova came through what looked like a tough battle against Kristina uh, Miladinovic. She was struggling to begin with and then found her form. Um, I wish I'd gone down to that press conference because I would have liked to have said, so, not practicing or playing at all in the day off seems to be suiting you. Yeah, you know, passed a really difficult test there because Miladinovic played well and had three set points in the opener. Kavita was able to take charge once she saved those match points and claimed the first set. She kind of rolled in the second. I think it mm. gave her a lot of confidence. And out on court one, that was the court where she lost in the first round last year to Alexandra Saznovic. So Petra's picking up confidence, and she does not seem to be having any issues at all with the arm. And she's lucky that she's one of these players that she doesn't have to hit a lot and practice a lot. She can just pick up the thing. And she adores Wimbledon. There's nothing about this place that she doesn't like. Yeah. And, you know, for her, I, feel, I, I get a sense that she feels that she's home. Um, you know, and I think the more wins that she gets under her belt, she's she's definitely <laughs> one to watch. But let's have a look at tomorrow. Well, actually, before we look at tomorrow's lineup, let's have a look at the one match. Really, there was only one match that was worth watching on the men's side. Oh yeah, we, and we need to talk about it. And it was, of course, um, flipping well, over. Well, was, which which one was it? Uh, I well, I don't know about you, but I was looking at uh, Sangren. No, I wasn't. Was it Kupfer and Schwartzman? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. You'd never catch me watching Sangren either. Um, of course, it was Johnson and Dick. No, it wasn't Dick, <laughs> but it was an Australian. It was, of course, Nadal and Kyrgios. Oh, man. What an entertaining match. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did fear in the first set, and I thought, oh, I think I might have even messaged you to say, oh, that Nick turned up. And yeah, then, you did, you did. And then he picked it up in the second set, and then to go out in two tiebreakers for the third and fourth. There's no shame in that at all. Um, oh, Kyrgios played well. I think he did. I think I think it was an entertaining match. I do think that there's an eagle there. I do think that Nadal has no time for him at all. Um, I mean, there was the whole wagging finger thing. There was. Which I thought... And this is... I mean, let's be fair here. Nadal is salty when he loses, and he can be a bit of a salty character when he wins as well. He gets offended rather yeah. easily, right? And hey... Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, that's his prerogative. But 
I, I get very annoyed when people paint him out to be some kind of saint. He's not a saint. Neither is Federer. They're both perfectly capable of having a, a right good paddy. <laughs> um, you know, so I don't, you know, I don't buy this, oh, they're wonderful. And for the record, I don't buy that Djokovic is wonderful either. He can sometimes smack that ball into the crowd and one day is going to do oh, somebody yeah. some damage. So, you know, all three of them, as good as they are, as great as they are, as wonderful as their achievements are, can be sore losers at yeah. times well, if, when they and, want to be. And if there's anyone who can make you saltier than you already were, it's Nick Kyrgios. Two underarm serves. One went for an ace. I'm not sure what happened with the second one. He drilled Rafa with a, with a forehand to the to the midriff that Rafa could only deflect. And then this, the stare of death happened after that. And then that was, I think, 4-4 in the third. And Nadal Holden went, on, went with this epic celebration. I mean, I was worried a little bit that Rafa was going to get overexcited about this because he... He clearly has it in for Kyrgios. Yeah. He clearly has some animosity there. He and he and he gloats. He was gloating in press, and I just thought maybe he's going to get carried away and like maybe lose his handle on the match because it really was so close. Two tiebreakers in set three and four, and it was Nadal kept coming up with the big yeah. shots. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's just because Kyrgios is is just not as match fit and sharp as 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 you'd want him to be. You know, if he had a really good run in. Um, in the grass court season, if he did apply himself a little bit more, he would be devastating. But then he wouldn't be. Curious. But then it wouldn't be Nick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Either way, I mean, let's let's just, let's just freely admit that we enjoyed the match. That I think it lived up to the hype that was mm-hmm. created before it. So not only did we enjoy the match, we enjoyed the run up. Enjoyed everything about the press conferences. It was a really fun experience, and I'm and frankly, I'm a little bit sad it's over. But Nadal faces Sanga next. That could be fun, and we move on. We say goodbye to Nick Kyrgios. Perhaps two rounds was about right for him here at Wimbledon. Yeah, for this year for sure. Um, and also, Sanga is no walkover. He's he's going to be quite tough to beat. Um, you know, Nadal got up for this. Is he going to think? Oh, well, Sanga's just coming back from injury. Um, no, he knows. He knows he could, he's. I think Songa's a Sanga. danger. Yeah. I think he knows that Songa pushed Federer into three in Halo, and that was a close match. And yeah. he's yet to drop a set. Of course, one of the matches was against Bernard, the tank engine Tomic, and and uh, <laughs> I think now that now that Tomic has been uh, fined forty five thousand pounds, Songa's thinking, hmm, maybe I didn't play that well in that match after all. But he beat Ricardo Barankis t- today, and that's one of the third rounders to watch for sure. Any other ones you'll be watching, Ross? Well, you know, the funny thing is I did all three to see, and I really struggled to come up with a captivating match in the top half of the draw. I mean, you know, Djokovic is going to batter her catch. Um, maybe... Ojo Aliasim against Humbert. Absolutely, just for the for, just to, just see to watch F-A-A. Felix yeah. and and see me, who knows. I've liked Humbert. I think he's an interesting player. He he's played some good tennis this year. But yeah, it's it's about FAA in that match. Yeah. He never won a match at a Slam before, and here he yeah. is on the cusp of making the second week. I'll raise my hand and say Daniil Medvedev and David Goffin. I, I think it's round? a nice matchup, an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, Medvedev just annoys me. I I was half tempted to go with Vadasco and um, Fabiano because Fabiano's been a well, Fabi, mm. Arno. Um, <laughs> he's been fab on the on the grass, and Vadasco on his day can be tricky. Yeah. Um, as much as I love Kevin Anderson, I love talking to him. I think he's one of the most articulate, well-spoken, well-thought guys. The thought of watching him play against Payo was no, that's not going to be 
and the, and as for Apelka and Rownich, oh, that's just dull as dull. Yeah. Bill, I'm afraid there'll be moments. I'll tune. I'll tune in for the breakers for sure. I picked. Um, <laughs> I actually picked Hatchinov and Batista Agut. Yeah, I think definitely. That's going to be quite slugging a, going on there. Yeah, it's going to be quite a close match that one. So that was my pick for the three to see for tomorrow. Um, but on the women's side, we're in for a couple of treats, I think. So on the women's side, I went for... I, I was spoiled for choice, actually, if I'm going to yep. be honest. I'll agree because with you, Because yeah. I, I really wanted to see whether Alina Svitolina could make something after her um, her advance due to Gaspar Ayan, um injuring herself. She was nearly out. It seemed like she was on her that's way out right. of the tournament. That's right. And um, I think Svitolina and Sakari will be interesting. Definitely. I think... Um, I think Halep and Azarenka is the match to watch. Most definitely that is the one to see tomorrow. Uh, and hot on its heels, Pliskova and Shea, because I think Pliskova's uh, press conference was hilarious when somebody said, do you practice with Shea? And she was like, no, I don't feel like practicing with her. And they were like, oh, why not? And because Pliskova's so blunt uh, and straight-faced. Just just think Andy Murray, but female in Czech. Um and she was like, no, because when you when you practice, you want to practice normal tennis, not this kind of style of tennis. <laughs> oh, but she was very, she was pretty complimentary when she was actually talking about Shay, saying, you know, she is unpredictable, she's very very tough, and she can really take it to the to the big players. Obviously, she beat Halep here last year. She's, you know, she she's she's just all kinds of tricky. She slices and she dices and she juliennes your opponents and serves them up with the with a hummus. She's just, <laughs> and, and, you know, she's getting better with age, it seems. She's really more consistent. She used to dazzle us here and there yeah. back in the day, but now I feel like, you know, every tournament you can yeah. you can count on her to, to, to be really a tough out. I would not be surprised if she pulled the upset there. And I've had Pliskova as a potential even title winner here, but... Now I'm beginning to believe if she makes it past Manic Monday, I really will be getting on that train. Um, and in terms of Halep and Azarenka, I think we, we actually had... Um, drinks with uh, one of my Romanian colleagues who's a, a lovely guy um, and he was like kind of a little bit concerned I think um, but I I think Halep will get it but I think it's going to be a tough three setter I just feel like Azarenka's time is due and that yeah I you know I think that's a coin toss I think that's going to be a very heated battle it's going to be three sets it's going to be some great tennis I, I think tomorrow night we'll be sitting here talking about the match of day five and that will be it that's my prediction okay well um, as we've said it's pretty late it's 11.30 for us it's uh. been it's been quite a long day um, so hopefully we will be back tomorrow um, what let's have a quick look at what's coming up for you for the for the schedule do we have the schedule? I could pull that right Let's up for you. Let's pull that up. Scores and schedule. There you go. Click Fantastic. on that. Order of play. There we go. So, yeah, if you have a centre court ticket, uh, Halep and Azarenka are second on. And if you want to see the amazing Coco Goff, I do. she will be third. I might go out and watch a little bit of that. Shea and Pliskova are on court one. Djokovic and Felix are following after. So that's a decent ticket to have. And if you've got court two, you've got Wozniaki. Hatchinov and Medibear. I hate the fact that I've just called it Medibear. Hey, sound I? like Brad Gilbert. Yeah, oh god, shoot me now. Um, 
Number three quarters, Svitolina Sakari, Muchva and Contivate, Fernando Vedasco and Fabiano, and oh, mixed mix doubles. Oh, Jamie Mar- Murray and Bethany Maddox. Murray the Elder against uh, Joe Salisbury Murray and Casey Dunn. Yeah, M- Murray Major and Murray Minor. <laughs> Um, and the less say we about, the less we say about Apelka and Raonic, the better. So we will be back hopefully tomorrow. Um, but until then, you have of course been listening to Ross Sattel and Chris Otto. Bye bye. Take care.